The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Yoma has been dedicated in memory of Mazal Bat Esther Baghdadi and Yosef Ben Mazal Baghdadi by their family. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by North Fork Bank and its private banking department with Gabriel Safti. Hashem Ishmedehu Bihayehu. We would like to thank North Fork Bank and urge our listeners to patronize this generous financial institution. On a uh, private note, we'd like to thank Mr. Gabriel Safti for his continued support for all our programs here at uh, Daf Yomi, Torah Learning Resources, and the Torah Center. Today's Daf has been dedicated in memory of Yosef Ben Mazal and Shalom Rafael Ben Mazal. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Amen. Daf Yud Zayin. Today's daf is being studied. Le'ilun Shmat Abraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Amen. Today's daf is being studied. Le'fuat Shlemad David Ben Adel and Yosef Chaim Ben Adel. Ena Refana Dahem. Ena Refana Dahem. Ena Refana Dahem. We begin today's daf on Yudzayin Amud Lishon on the second line of the Gemara. Comes the Gemara and goes back now to a subject that we discussed on yesterday's daf, the Lishkat Hatilaim. That is the uh, chamber where they used to keep the Tilaim, the sheep that were prepared for the Qurban Ola. Now, what does it mean they were storing them there? they would make sure that they did not have blemishes. Because obviously you cannot have an animal that has a blemish on the Mizbeah. So they had at least six animals at all times in the Shkata Tanaim, preparing them for the Mizbeah. So now the Gemara says, Rab Bered Rab This chamber, Lishkata Tanaim, It was actually um, stretched out. Aksuyem Maksiyat was um, uh, stretched out, we'll say. V'da'atem misafon mitchazyale bedarom. A person coming from the north, it looked as if it was in the south. Uda'atem midarom, and someone coming from the south, mitchazyale besafon, looked like it was in the north. Meaning what he's saying is, the shkatatrim was not actually in the corner. It was a little drawn from the corner. And therefore, depending where you came from, it looked as if it was in the opposite uh, corner, as it was leaning towards the opposite corner. Do you want to see a picture of that? Uh, we have it over here in 41. You see, instead of placing it in the uh, southwest, or putting it in the, uh, the corner of the northwest, we're not putting it in the corner. We're saying it was off the corner, drawn off a little. And the Gemara is trying to say that depending where you came from, I mean, if a person was walking from the north side, it would look like the, the Shkatatilim was more towards the south. And if you were walking from the south side, it looked like the Shkatatilim was more towards the north. So therefore, when it says Aksuye, meaning it was Nimshach, it was pulled off the corner, and it was deceiving. Depending on which direction you were walking, it looked like it was in the opposite place. Let's read Rashi for that. Rabada bar Yitzhak Amar, Hailish Katatilim, Aksuye Maksiyah, Bishteh Hamkutsaot. 
by to, it was pulled off both corners. Nirit Sha'arukai. It looked long. The Omedit Bemaarav. It was on the western side. Umaarechit the Sadasafon Bidarom. And it was uh, drawn towards the north and the south. Ad Karov the Miksaochimikanomikan. To both corners. Udatem Safon Mithajale. A person coming from the north, it would seem to Mishimishukal Sadarom Yotir. That it was, uh, you know, more towards the south. And a guy coming from the south. That's the, uh, the Gemara. So comes the, so that's a new place where they're putting the Shkat, the Tilaim. Till now we always thought it was exactly in the corner. I thought, you know, it was somewhere off the corner and it was a little deceiving depending where you're coming from. You didn't know exactly which side it was closer to. <coughs> So based on this, based on this uh, understanding, there's no stira between the two Mishnayot. Which means we have one Mishnah that said it was in the north, it was in the northwest. And one Mishnah says it was in the southwest. Now what the Gemara is really saying, it depending on where you were coming from. Right. If you were coming from the south, it looked like it was in the northwest. If you're coming from the north, it looked like it was in the southwest. Because since it really wasn't uh, at the exact corner, we can explain the two Mishnah that they're not arguing on each other. So that's really another answer. Right, you have a picture in the article that's yeah, nice? Okay, I like to see that. Very long. Which one is that? Diagram B. 17A1. Uh, very good. Diagram B. You see the Shkata Tilaim is on the east western side and it is a little elongated, right? Off the corner. So therefore it can look like right, coming from the south looks like it's more north, coming north looks like it's in the south. Very nice. Good picture. So the Gemara says, It makes sense to say that the Lishkat Beta Tilaim was closer to the southwest. Which means even though we said that it's somewhere in between, however, it's logical to say that it was really in the southwest. And even the opinion uh, that put the Nishkat Atilaim towards the north, that was only because when coming from the south, it's viewed that it's closer to the north, but really, according to everybody, it was actually closer to the south. How? Mimai. From the fact that the Gemara asks a stira from where the lechamapanim lishka was. What is the stira? So Rashi tells us that at this point we're assuming that in Masichet Midot it's uh, clear that we were going uh, in a counterclockwise position. Because in Masichet Midot. No, in Masichet Midot. Oh, I'm sorry, Masikh Midot is clockwise, correct. Because it clearly tells us in Masikh Midot where the uh, uh, directions of each of the Lishakot were. Now, in Masikh Midot, it clearly puts the Lechem Panim in the southeast. Southeastern corner, it's Mifirush. Now, when it comes to Masikh Tamid, we assumed that it was uh, also going in a uh, similar uh, clockwise fashion. And therefore, it's going to put the Lechem Panim in a different spot. How? Nashi. Right, we thought you're going towards the right. Okay? 
Now, Mitzafon the Maharav, Maharav the Darom, Darom the Mizrach. Lishkata Tilaim. That's the first one that it lists. Bisfonit Maharabit. Right. So you start northwest. Lishkata Chotamot the Maharabit Deromit. The second one would be in the south. West. Lishkat betamoket bedromit mizrachit. Next will be southeast. Lishkat tehamapanim bemizrachit sefonit. So it's going to put it in the northeast, which is exactly the opposite where it's said in Masechet Midot. So comes the Gemaran answers. Amar Avuna bered Rav Yoshua mor kashiv derech yamin or mor kashiv derech semol. But there is no contradiction. It's all depending on which direction you're going in. Which is Masechet Midot. We're going. Derech Yamin Derech Yamin which means counterclockwise like we learned and therefore Lishkat Panim, Lechama Panim is definitely in the southeast and in Masechet Tamid we're going Derech Simon meaning we're going clockwise and therefore if you go clockwise the fourth uh, Lishka that was listed over there in Masechet Tamid was the Lishkat Lechama Panim meaning you're starting from the southwest it said northwest there. It said straight after it's in the northwest. No, in Masechet Tamid, it said southwest. We had a machlokat on the Shkat Tilaim between Masechet Tamid and Masechet Midot. So Masechet Midot put it in the southeast. That was the stira between Masechet Midot and, uh, and, and Tamid. So again, since the Lishkat Tilaim, the Gemara wants to prove was closer to the south, so you started from the southwest. So therefore, starting from the southwest, you start Lishkat Tilaim, and then you go in a clockwise uh, fashion. Your fourth Lishkat uh, is going to be Lishkat Lechamapani, which is going to take you to the uh, southeast, which is exactly in Masechet Midot. So the Gemara says, "Iyamad Lishkamat." You're going to say, that really was closer to the Magarabi Diromi to the southwest. That's how you answer the Stira from the Lechamapani. Iyamad Sefuni Magarabi. But if you say that it was actually closer to the northwest side, you're going to start from there, so everything moves up a spot. How did you answer the Lechama Panim? Because according to that, the Lechama Panim is going to be in the southwest. And therefore, you don't have a Tirutz. You must say that everybody holds that the Lishkat Tilaim was closer to the south. Uh, west, and therefore you started from there, and in Masechet uh, Tamid you went in a clockwise fashion, starting from the Lishkat Tilaim, which they calculated in the southwest, and you went down to put Lechem Panim in the southeast. Comes the Gemara and says, Proof positive. question. We have a statement called Normally in the Beta Mikdash, whenever you're traveling, you're always supposed to travel going right. So therefore it makes sense to say that what? In Masikat Tamid and Masikat Midot you told me you're going right, which would be uh, counterclockwise. But in Masikat Tamid, you tell me you went left. Right? Yep. How could you go left? I thought we have a cloud. The Beit HaMikdash, you always have to go right. That's a, a technical question. Which is that you, you went clockwise. That's right. 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 Which means, in Masikat Midot, you went counterclockwise, which was right. Counterclockwise is right. Right. Because you're facing. Again, counterclockwise, you're going right. Right. Okay, in Masikat Tami, you're going clockwise, but it's left. Yeah. You're making left. 
In any event, to that the Gemara answers, and we'll, we'll work it out now, but the Gemara answers to that. That's only talking about in service. Meaning when you're doing the Avodah, the Beit HaMikdash, when you walk into the Mizbah, you got to go to the right. Here, we're just calculating. It's nothing to do with the service of the Beit HaMikdash. They're giving you the configuration, so you can start going uh, clockwise or counterclockwise. It doesn't matter. We learned in our Mishnah that the Kohen Gadol has rights to serve first. Meaning, if he decides that he wants to bring any Korban in the Beit HaMikdash, even though there's designated Kohanim that are on a schedule, who brings on what day, the Kohen Gadol can come in and say, I want to bring the Korban. He has the first rights to bring any Korban. And also, when it comes to eating the pieces of meat, Again, they were divvied up amongst the Kohanim that served on any given day. Mm-hmm. The Kohen Gadol could come along and say, I want to eat this uh, meat of this Korban. So the Gebarah says, Tanur Rebbanan, Kesad Makrif Hedek Barosh. Give us a scenario. How does the Kohen have rights to serve first? Omer, he could say, Ola zu ani makrib. This Korban Ola, I'm bringing it. Minha zu, this meal offering, ani makrib. Give us a case where he gets rights to the first uh, eating of the meat of the korban. Omer, hatatzu ani ochel, asham ze ani ochel. Venotel, here's the chadush. Venotel hala mishte halot. On Shavuot they brought two loaves called lechem, shte lechem. Now, the kohen gadol has a right to take half of it. He could come along and say, I want one of those loaves. And when it comes to the 12 loaves of Leham Panim, he could either take 4 or 5. The Gemara will explain what does that depend on. That's the opinion of Tanakama. So again, the Leham of Shavuot, he gets one, she gets half. And when it comes to Leham Panim, he gets either 4 or 5. Less than half. Well, we'll see if that's less than half or not. We'll see in a moment. Mm-hmm. Rabbi Omer, Rabbi says, Le'olam Hamish. He says, no, when it comes to Le'olam Hamish, he always gets five. Shine'imar, Vayeta le'aharon ul'banav. Who gets the Le'olam Hamish? Aharon and his sons. Mi'hsa le'aharon u'mi'hsa le'banav. Half to Aharon and half to his sons. Now you're asking a question, there was 12. So the Mephaish, we're going to see now, we're going to explain the Gemara of Spain, that they only ate 10 out of the 12 loaves. So there's only 10 edible. So the B says, Aharon Ubanav. Aaron's equal to his sons. His sons get five. Aaron gets five. So then the Rabbi's arguing with Tanakama. Tanakama said, no, sometimes he gets four, sometimes he gets five. And the Rabbi says, no, he always gets five. So that's the Mahogati, Tanakama and Rabbi. Comes the Gemara, look at Rashi, Mehsa Laharon, Vafapishen Shnem Asar, Yeshpen Shtehalot Shenam Bithalekot. Right, there's two that were not eaten, so you're only really dividing ten. So comes the Gemara and says, Ha Gufakasha. We have a contradiction in the Braita. Why? Amar, you told me in the beginning of the Braita, Notel Hala Ahat Mishtehalot. That he gets on Shavuot half of the two halot. Who's that going like? Mani, Rabihi. The Amar, Palga Shakil. Which means, it not the B's opinion that you give the Kohen half? Just like by Leham Panim, you give him five. So too by the Shteh Leham, you give him one. So the first opinion that says by the Shteh Leham, he gets one, that must be going like Rabi. Ema Mitziata, but the middle opinion of this Braita is going like what? Arba Ochamesh. Bema Asir Leham Panim. Atan Le Rabbanan. 
That must be going like the opinion of the rabbis. The Amar, Lo Shakil Palga. Right? That they say, he doesn't necessarily get hef. Because from the fact that they say that sometimes he gets four, that means he doesn't get hef. That means that's going like Rabbanan. Then the third opinion of the Braita, Rabbi Omer Le'olam Hamish. So it comes out that what the end of the Braita says that he always gets five. So the Braita is very strange. Why? Resha Vesefa Rabbi Umesiata Rabbanan. Which is, the first opinion is Rabbi. The second opinion is Rabbanan. And the third opinion is Rabbi. In one Braita, you don't usually have such a style. Where you're starting with one opinion, you go to another opinion, and then you go back to the original opinion. Let's review why that's so. The first opinion said, Hef. When it comes to the Shtar Lechem on Shavuot, Hef, give him uh, one loaf. Oh, one loaf. Who's the Hef opinion? Rabbi. Good. Second statement in the uh, Braita. When it comes to Lechem Apanim, four or five. Oh, four? That's not Hef. Oh, that must be going like the banan. For some reason, they don't go with Hef. Then it says at the end, Rabbi says, when it comes to Lechem Apanim, five. That's the Hef opinion. So you have. Rabbi, Rabbanan, Rabbi. Gemara says you don't hear everybody. No, but doesn't go. So that's what Gemara's answer. The Gemara says Amar Abaye. Abaye says Resha umetziata Rabbanan. The first two cases are really Rabbanan. What do you mean? Why then do you give him half of the shteilech of Shavuot? So the Gemara says, course, why is it different? Umodu Rabbanan b'thrusa telav orach arga lemedbele kohen gadol. Because it's not respectful to cut a loaf and give it to the kohen gadol. There's only two loaves. So what are you going to tell me? You give him less than half? You got to give him less than half. You got to cut the loaf. Not derechet. It's to give the kohen uh, less than half. So therefore. According to this opinion of Abaye, the Resha is Rabbanan, the middle is Rabbanan, and the Sefa is Rabbi. Okay, it's a normal brighter. Look at Rabbi and Rabbanan. Look at Rashi. Resha Mitsyata Rabbanan. Last Rashi on the daf. The Amri. Lo Shakil Palga Ela Batsir Mipalga. Right, the rabbis hold really, you give the coin less than half. Udekashalach Halad Shtalehem de Shakila Kula. Oh, what do you mean? But you're giving him the whole loaf, which is half of the shteal lechem. Modu rabbanan de lav ola haral mifneseh v'lemeta pirusan kohen gadol. It's not the derech eretz to cut off the loaf to give it to the kohen gadol. Baruch Adonai leolam. Amen. Ve'amen.